Hello, friends. This is your host, Chef Minerva, and welcome to another episode of Overcoming the BS Project, recipes to help you remove all the crap out of your life so you can turn your pain into purpose. And as a former cosmetic and image consultant, owner of a beauty spa, executive director of a cosmetic sales company, and national image trainer for the same cosmetic company, one of my top priorities was to look good because, of course, I'm selling image, I'm selling cosmetics, right? But my wrong thinking and my wrong perception about what true beauty meant cost me almost everything that I had in my life. It cost me, uh, almost cost me my, my marriage, my health, and you know, my family, my children. So sometimes we have to hit rock bottom in order to make changes. And that's what I did. I made few changes here and there. And with those, I reassessed my goals and I created a new vision for my life. And today, as a culinary nutrition expert and certified body code practitioner, I help other women to identify what, what are the blocks that are stopping them and are sabotaging their health their wealth, and their happiness. And that is exactly the reason why I have this podcast, to bring exciting guests and to, have, to bring the knowledge and to bring um, creative tools so you can manifest your true greatness. So you're going to love this episode. Grab a, a pen, pencil, uh, a notepad, because you don't want to miss any of the details that we're going to be talking about today. And stay tuned till the very end, because I have a special gift for you. And with that, I'm going to tell you that today's episode is called Simple Strategies to Overcome Mental Blocks. And for that, I have a special guest and I am so excited. Her name is Beth Shump. She's a mother of two, grandmother of two, and she has been married for 36 years. She recently moved here to uh, Florida after living over 35 years in Washington, D.C. She She's an expert in wellness and health products. She is a national sales director of a consumer direct marketing company, and she serves on the executive director council, winning many awards. Let me tell you, I mean, their girl is fantastic. I'm telling you, I know her for a very long time, for almost like 20 years. Uh, help me introduce her. Help me welcome Beth Shump. Yay, Beth! Thank you, Minerva. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. And night I say, you just look amazing. So you certainly are a great testimonial to all that you have learned over the years. So oh, thank you so much. You look amazing, Beth. You look amazing. Thank you so much. I, I see your arms that you, you have great definition in those <laughs> arms. And I just learned that you are the captain of your own tennis team. Yes, I picked tennis up. Gosh, it hasn't even been a year. I mean, I took lessons like 20 years ago, but I uh, just picked it up as a, a team sport. It's a great way to meet people. Of course, it's a great way of exercise. And I started going to clinics and then a friend came up and said, you need to go sign up for the, for the team. And I did. And then for this upcoming season, they asked me to be the captain. And I said I would if I could have a co-captain. So I have a wonderful co-captain as well. Oh, that is we awesome. We love it. We did that that is awesome. So Beth, I have known you for like 20 years and um, you have accomplished 
so much, a lot more than what I just said in the description. Uh, but you have to make a career change. Mm -hmm. How was that? How tough was it for you to make a career change? It, it was it was very tough. It was very tough because there was so much emotion with it. I was with a company, our company that you and I were with together, and I was with them for 16 years, and that was my family. You know, I, it was my family. Um, I was very close to the owners. I had so many friends. It was a large part of my identity, mm -hmm. and. Um, and, and the truth be told, I wasn't looking to leave. I wasn't unhappy. That's part of the mental block is sometimes you get too comfortable with where you are. But um, God put another company in front of me and, and I thought, you know, I like to be open-minded. So I thought, well, I'll look. And then when I looked, I realized that's when the mental blocks started to kind of go away I, or become, I became aware of them because I realized there was something better out there, but to leave and to start all over, that's very scary. It's very, very scary, um, either from a financial standpoint or the, oh my goodness, the, all the work I might have to do. But I was very, very blessed. I was very, very blessed. Um, it was a smooth transition. Um, there were some bumps in the roads because the people that I was leaving behind, mm. you know, sometimes that's hard for them. You know, either they're sad that you went, sometimes sometimes people are jealous of your own, of your success. And, um, you know, it, it's sad to see that side of people, but I knew I had to follow my heart. I knew that I could help more people. I'd help my family, but I could help more people in many more ways with this new company. But it, it was hard. It was hard and it was emotional. It's probably one of the top three hardest things I've ever had to do. Mm, I, I'm so I glad that I did it. And I can totally relate because we were doing basically the same thing and we had people, we were mentoring other women and to detach from that. I mean, you make all these relationships, they believe in you, they count on you. And all of a sudden to break that bond, that was very, very difficult for me as well. Mm -hmm. So um, since we were, um, we were in the same industry, the beauty and image industry, what do you think about body image? I mean, what's your point of view there and where do you draw the line? The, knowing where to draw the line is the big deal. I think uh, you, everyone needs to be comfortable in their own skin and not with making excuses. Like, that's just the way I am. I'm sorry, I will edit that out. Okay, that's all right. I thought it was on airplane mode. I'm sorry. <laughs> that whole minute. <laughs> Hello. I thought it was on airplane mode and for some reason, I'm going to turn it off and I will edit that out because we're still recording. Okay. And that was my daughter and she knew that I was going to be recording today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've given my husband specific instructions. Don't come out to my office. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So again, let's do this again. Um, Okay, Beth, uh, you and I were in the same industry. We were working in the image industry, in the beauty industry. So what's your point of view regarding body image? Because mm -hmm. there's, there's got to be a point where you draw the line. Mm -hmm. And knowing where to draw the line, I mean, it's different for everyone, to be truthful. But first of all, in terms of body image, I think you have to learn 
and grow to be comfortable in your own skin. But that does not mean we should give ourselves excuses of, oh, you know what, that's just the way that I am, by making excuses. And so, um, you know, I think that's so, so relevant today too, because you see all these different weight loss products and weight loss companies and all that. And it's people wanting, looking for that quick fix because they're not comfortable in their body image. There's a big difference between a, a weight loss and being healthy. So you, you have to learn to be comfortable in your own skin. You also have to be um, brave enough, show the courage to be able to say, you know what? I don't like this in me and I'm going to set goals and I'm going to work hard to get to that certain point, whether it's losing weight, which is for a lot of people, maybe it's getting in shape or getting fit, um, learning, equipping yourself with um, that education of making healthy choices. So where to draw the line? It's going to be different for everyone. It really is. But it's something that I was very sensitive to when my daughters were growing up, you know, because I didn't want them. I've seen too many women get caught up in their identity is in their own personal body image. And I didn't want my daughters to fall into that trap. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's, a, it's about loving yourself and, feel, and being comfortable in your own skin and yet having the courage to be able to say, you know what, I can do it a little bit better. So everybody, everybody's line is going to be at a different point. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. One of the things that I want to talk to you in another episode is your why. Because mm-hmm. like in my personal um, experience, while I was uh, working in this industry, in the beauty and image company, I, I, I felt the pressure mm-hmm. that I needed to keep a reputation. So I was doing all these things to, to lose weight and to look good. And I felt Hang like- on a second, was... I lost you. I lost you. Hang on a second. I got to find where you went to. I was getting rid of my Facebook because I heard a noise. Uh-huh. And let's see here. How can I find you? I wonder if I do this. But I can see you. I, I knew you can see me, but I want to be able to see you. Okay, go to where the camera is. There's like a little camera. Yeah, I know. But I mean, the whole picture is gone. Right. But what happened to me uh, before, you could see me, but I couldn't see you, is that for whatever reason, I pressed the camera and there's a... a oh, little... I see you. You're behind it all. I think I see you right behind it. Okay. There you are. Okay. I see, I see you. Sorry. Sorry. I, I just felt like, yikes. I, did, I wanted to make sure I wasn't getting background noise for you. So I thought, oh, I'll just X that out. She'll never Thank know. And... Thank you very much. Thank okay. You. All right. Okay, so I'm sorry we have to back up. I forget at what point that was. No, I can start again uh, with what I was saying. I want to have another episode about the why. You said what? I want to have another episode of the why uh, in the future because one of the things that happened to me is that um, since I had the pressure while I I was working in the image and cosmetic uh, company, I I knew that I needed to look good. So Mm -hmm. the things that I was doing in order to to feel skinnier, or at least in my wrong perception of what skinny was, uh, because that that is one of the things, you know, the perception, wrong perception, Mm -hmm. wrong thinking. Well, in my case, I was doing all these wrong things. I was uh, uh, 
either dieting too much or eating too little or excessive uh, juice here. <laughs> mm -hmm. sure. I mean, uh, pills, injections, you name it. I was doing it. And I was, what I think I had was a mental block. Right. I didn't know what else to do. I mean, I was trying to do anything and everything in the book. But one of the things that I learned is that in order to lose weight, you don't lose weight to be healthy. You have to get healthy first. And then, of course, your body will lose. So true. But I had a mental block. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the mental blocks that sabotage or can sabotage our overall overall health, mm -hmm. wellness, and happiness. Uh, tell me, what do those blocks look like? Well, they, they can look like a lot of different things. You know, you know you have some mental blocks when you find yourself making excuses. Or you know you have mental blocks when your your state of mind is negative uh if you're playing the victim it's not my fault i was made that way or i was born that way or i just have big bones or whatever it but we make excuses you know you have a mental block when um you're preoccupied with what other people are thinking of you you know you have a mental block when fear is stopping you from taking steps. So those are things that really, and what a mental block is basically, it's something that's distracting us from the path of what we're supposed to be going toward, the, the goals and um, what we're trying to achieve, whether it's in business or family or life or whatever, you know you've got a mental block when you're distracted. You're worried about what people are thinking. You're worried about what if I, I what if they tell me no? Um, you're making those excuses. You're playing that victim role. So that's how you know you have some mental blocks. Hmm. Okay, that's good. That's that's deep. So um, why do we have those blocks? Uh, we have identified those blocks, but mm -hmm. what's behind that? What, what do you think uh, those blocks, uh, why do we have them? Why do we have them? Yeah. Again, it kind of depends on what the block is and, and the situation, but it could be that it could be low self-esteem. It could be that, you know, that, that low self-esteem is overpowering so much that you're allowing those blocks to take over. It could be that you haven't really spent the time to sit down and discover your why. Mm -hmm. If you don't know why you're shooting for a goal, whether that is a get healthy goal, or it's a business goal, or it's a marital goal, if you don't have that really strong why, mm -hmm. then you're going to allow these other mental blocks to, to take over. And so, you know, that's, that's the issue. That's, that's really the issue. You've got to have the, that clear path of what it is that you're wanting to achieve. And you said a very good word right there, clarity. Mm -hmm. Because we, we don't, we're not clear of our goals, of what we want and why we want it. Mm -hmm. And we go back and forth in this yo-yo diet. And that is exactly what was happening to me. I mean, mm -hmm. I thought I was clear with my motives. You know, I wanted to look good in front of my people. But I guess that didn't bring me the satisfaction that mm -hmm. I needed to have or, or the true motivation that I needed mm -hmm. to have in order to stay healthy. I was doing it for other 
people mm -hmm. because I was afraid of their opinion of me because of course I was a leader like oh my gosh you know what are they gonna think about me sure. so insecurity self-esteem not being clear of your goals and your why Mm -hmm. I hope the audience is taking notes. <laughs> it, hit, it hits us at different points in times. I mean, just really within a couple of weeks ago, um, I, I just, I actually remember thinking, I, I, I felt like I had kind of lost my vision because there were some other things that were going on and they were distracting. And so I, I but I caught it. I caught it. I found like, you know, I don't, I don't feel that joy that I normally like to feel. So my point to that is that, it, it's something we all deal with uh, on a recurring basis from time to time in different, when we're wearing different hats of our lives, you know? So, but the, but the good news in all of that is there, there's a way to overcome all that. Oh, okay. so now that you mentioned that, then how do we overcome those blocks? Well, um, one of the things that I like to do is I like to have, I like, to surround myself with a good network of friends and mentors um, because they can see a picture more clear than we can sometimes. When we're in that block, it takes whether it might be your best friend, it may be your spouse, it could be the mentor at work, um, but I believe in, in constantly surrounding myself. It doesn't have to be a big circle and I don't believe this should be a big circle. It's more intimate. But somebody who knows me, who's going to be honest with me, that I can go to and say, I feel like I'm struggling here. And they help you see that in perspective. Um, so that's one thing, is having that network of support. You don't, if you're trying to work through a mental block, I don't think we're wanting to go to that person who's going to tell us what we want to hear. It's mm. someone who's going to see it for what it is. Um, but then action. Action sets you free. You know, you just can't sit there and circle around the coffee table for hours worrying about something. You have to change it up. You have to change the activity and uh, action. Just put it into motion. Uh, another thing, this is a little bit um, less action, but it's still a step, is uh, read books. You know, I, I love to read books on leadership. I love to read books on setting goals. I love um, personal improvement, um, obviously in terms of health and wellness. You know, so I think, you know, you can grow your mind when you are exposing yourself to that world again. So. Oh, that's good. That's awesome. Because I, I think that um, another situation that we have is that we are afraid to tell people. I mean, it can go both ways. Either we are afraid to tell people of um, our feelings or uh, the way we see things, or we don't want to hear it. Because mm -hmm. I remember when my husband would tell me, uh, hey, those pants are looking a little bit too tight. Have you? <laughs> 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 and you don't want to hear it because <laughs> you know in your mind I think that I was in denial or at least I was in a position where I was working so hard at losing weight that I I wanted to have perhaps more support like yay way to go Minerva you're getting there but I was not getting there <laughs> right right well I'll give you any kind of negative criticism I will give you an example um so for instance, you know, in, in leadership, you mentioned it before, you know, sometimes we don't want people to see that. If 
my focus from a professional standpoint is building leaders. Okay. And helping people in a lot. And that can mean a lot of different things. If I don't show my vulnerable side, mm. I, I, they're never going to be able to relate to me. So they need to know I've failed. I've dropped the ball. I've had the mental block. I had at one point I weighed 20 pounds heavier than I do now. All these different things. They have to see that vulnerable side. And here's another little thing. This is something that hit me is when you go to someone and you really want to grow, especially in the area of leadership, you go to that person who you really respect their opinion and you say, I want to know what is it like to be on the other side of me? What is it like to be on the other side of me? Especially mm -hmm. like in my case, I have a strong personality. That's one of the things that kind of goes with my leadership package. That's just who I am. But that didn't give me an excuse to not be better in terms of what I said, how I said it. You know, I've had to work on me. And um, so, yeah, it, it, it takes courage to hear that. But that's why you have to have that desire to want to grow. Yes, absolutely. And I think that sometimes the desire can go away. Again, I am talking uh, by my own experience, uh, but the desire can go away because we don't put, we don't give the true value to ourselves. We don't know how to value who we are. And um, we, we, we put other people in front of us. For example, as, as a mother, right. give priority to my children because it was whatever I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. But if, if as a mother, I don't take good care of myself, what kind mm -hmm. of teaching am I giving to my children? I'm teaching them exactly the same thing, to be a victim. Mm -hmm. So they're uh, hiding they're behind their children. They're hiding behind their children sometimes. And they, I mean, not intentionally, but it's the um, self-sacrificing myself for my children. No, you don't have to self-sacrifice. And the, and the children can still be that priority, mm -hmm. but be a role model for your children. Thank you very much. That is the key word right there, role model. Because it's not like you are, you're there like me, 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 me. And I had issues with that. Mm -hmm. I did not know how to be a good role model for my kids. I wanted to be a role model, role model for um, my consultants. Mm -hmm. But for my kids, it, it was an issue. And at the time of, you know, for dinner time, I would feed them the right things, but I would be eating junk food. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. right. Now that I think about it, it's like, come on, Minerva. <laughs> right, 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 right. I get it. I get it. But that's what we do. Okay, so desire. You have to have the true desire to make the changes in your life and, and make real changes mm -hmm. because we cannot pretend like, okay, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll see what I can do. No, no, no. You have to have the determination and you have mm -hmm. to have the commitment. Once you desire, once you know what you want, I believe that you have to commit to it and, and do it. So part of that, keeping that commitment mm -hmm. um, is having an accountability partner, yes. having an accountability partner. And, you know, we as human beings, we hate accountability. We hate it, but it works. It works in life. It works when people are trying to lose weight or get in shape. I'll give you a great example for me. I pay a personal trainer. One of the things I do is I work out, I do weight training. Um, at our fitness center and I've done this for years 
And Russ, my husband will say, I just don't know, you know what to do. It's like, but if I don't pay him, I won't go. Paying him makes me show up. And so um, it's just a priority that I, it's a discovery of me that I learned that about myself a long time ago. I, I joined too many gyms and never went. So once I had that accountability partner and it's the same in work, you know, your, your marriage, you have an accountability in your spouse, mm-hmm. accountability partner in your spouse. So accountability, it, having that partner to hold you lovingly, hopefully, to that line so that you're able to, to achieve those goals, make those changes, get those results. It's really important. Oh, how sweet. Loved it. <laughs> okay. So what are the benefits of overcoming those blocks? Well, first of all, you're, there's happiness, there's joy. I've had people tell me they felt like their head was in a cloud. And then when they worked through that block, and that block was removed, it's kind of like now they had clarity. But I think the biggest thing is, is the attention is no longer on yourself. The attention is on the family, on your, the, like the consultants or on my team or whatever. It's, I'm focusing on other people. We as human beings are always more ha- happier people if we don't focus on ourselves. But when you're in that block, the the vision is totally reversed and we're really we don't realize it because mm-hmm. it's a block but the focus is on ourselves so i think that's the biggest part is it gets the attention off of us put it puts our attention on other people and how we can best help serve others you know that um i did another episode and it was about uh dancing how it helps uh so how it helps you to get rid of the negative body image, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what it does is that it helps you get your attention away from the aesthetics and puts your focus in the movement, the movement. In, and into the beat of the music, mm-hmm. in you know, your perfor- performance in a, a positive way, of course, because you, you want to put your right footwork where he's supposed to go and and so uh with the left and your posture and everything and and you focus on the creativity on the art of the movement you just gave me chills with that because that's so so true so oh my goodness that's that's a great great analogy yeah, and let me tell you that was a, that was a very fun um, interview that I did mm-hmm. with the uh, owner of a dance studio here in Miami, and I loved it. I and I love dancing. As a matter of fact, it it helped me. It was the best, uh, the best kind of um, therapy that That's I've ever had before. <laughs> Great exercise. Great exercise. Yeah, very good, very good. And now we dance salsa and, of course, uh, merengue and all those things. That the one that I want to keep doing is. Um, Tango. Oh my gosh. Argentine tango, because there are, there are different classifications of uh, tango, but Argentine tango, oh my gosh, is so sensual. You have to try it, Beth. Oh, <laughs> you have to try it. It's beautiful. Okay. okay. It's not as difficult as salsa because some people, they get confused with salsa because sometimes mm-hmm. the rhythm goes like so fast, mm-hmm. but uh, tango uh, is softer, is better. Russ and I took dance lessons a few years ago oh. and, oh, we, and we did, we had such a great, great time. Uh, but 
yeah, because I took dance for like 10 years, years ago. And so I'm very good at following rhythm and, and learning the steps, but I really love that strong lead, you know, yes. and it's like, if he's not going to lead, then I find out, find I'm leading and I don't want to do that. <laughs> no, 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 no. But it was fun. It was great fun. It was fun. Um, I, and I loved it. I want to go back and um, perhaps, you know, soon, <laughs> sooner than later. Oh. Good, 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 good. All right. So um, now we, that we have talked about the benefits because, I mean, the, the benefits are amazing. You know, once you release all the tension, mm -hmm. you are like another person. You're happier. And, uh, and you can start seeing the results in your body. I mean, even yes. inflammation goes yes. away when you release all that tension. That is so true. That is so, so true. Yeah, your, your body benefits. The mental body connection, absolutely. Yes, mind and body connection. Mm -hmm. Now, that takes me to the next point, which is, mm -hmm. I mean, you see the benefits in your body, but how about the other people around you? How do they benefit from your success? Well, it's, it's interesting. First of all, one way that they benefit is the fact that now your attention is on them. You're able to serve them, to help them in whatever ways. You are your best self. So you can be that role model or so forth. But here's the other thing. When you are your best, your best self and how you're going to help these other people, one of the ways, like for instance, with me as a mom and my children, is that's how I became the role model. And they, I could set that example. You know, we're all visual learners. Well, we're not all visual learners, but, but a lot of us are visual learners. So when we're leading the way like that, we are setting that path for them. They're still going to discover their own way, but you really have now become that role model, that mentor. And this is the, I think the biggest thing is that they, if they look up to you, if, if you're serving them, they subconsciously start to see, I wonder if that could be me. Yes, and so yes. it takes them from being the mentee one day to the mentor. It helps to develop those leadership qualities within. And we're helping to build someone else's self-esteem. We're helping someone else get rid of their fear. We're helping someone get rid of their mental blocks. So by us working on ourselves, we are so much better equipped to help other people with their journeys. Wow. That is so awesome. That is so wonderful. So um, talking about all those benefits, uh, what do you do to keep your body in shape and active and healthy and happy? Well, I'm I look great. I mean, I keep looking at your arms and I am like, man, I have to go back to the gym. Because <laughs> I, I didn't go yesterday. Normally I go three times a, a week to the gym uh -huh. and the weather was so horrible. And that is no excuse because I could have done it here at home. But uh, Man, I'm looking at you and you look awesome. Tell me. You're sweet. You're sweet. Well, I just turned 60 a few weeks ago. Wow. Happy birthday. Let me tell you, that's a number. That's a number. Um, and so I had told my husband, I said, I'm going to celebrate it all year long, which has not actually taken place, but I did celebrate it pretty much for the month. Uh, so um, I will tell you what I do. First of all, I was active. I swam as a child. That was, I, I swam competitively all through high school. I didn't swim competitively after high school. Um, but I, I think that's, the body has memory. So the muscle definition that I have, I believe started, you know, when I was young because I had invested hours and hours and hours in the pool. Mm -hmm. So, but what I currently do 
is I uh, work out with a personal trainer twice a week. And that's only for an hour at a time. And then I play tennis and I'm playing tennis four or five times a week. Uh, that's good for the cardio. It's good for the arms. It's really good for the legs. Uh, I walk. And when, before I was playing tennis, I was walking and I was walking a lot. I have rheumatoid arthritis, which is really bad on the joints. Mm. Now I'm in remission because I've made good, healthy choices. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I'm very, very happy about that. But running would be too much for me. So you have to also know your limitations. So I, um, you know, I, I do work out, but I also, I make good healthy choices. You know, Russ and I, at this stage in our life, you know, we are making sure that we don't eat a lot of sugar. Um, I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't do any one particular diet. I'm not narrow like anything. I, 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 I'll eat anything if I really want to. <laughs> moderation. So I make healthy choices from that. Sleep is such a big, big thing. And you know, when we were younger, we didn't appreciate that. And, uh, but sleep, especially for your health, for weight loss, all of that. So we get, you know, a good eight hours of sleep every night. And so that's good. I take what I feel are the best supplements in the world because they're backed by science that the nutrition industry is unregulated. So you have a lot of companies out there that make some claims that when you do your research, they didn't even test for it. Mm -hmm. So I, I trust what I'm taking. It's getting really good results. So just a nice little balance plate between what I eat, my supplements, my rest, and, and I work out. So I just learned to, to embrace balance in my life. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I'm, I'm almost there with you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. You look beautiful. <laughs> and, and really do. You know, you mentioned something that you hardly eat, eat sugar or basically no sugar at all. You try to avoid it like the, like the plague. I try to limit it. You know, right. I, so I will, you know, have my glass of wine or two, which has right. sugar in it, you know. Um, sometimes my husband does the cooking nowadays. And so after dinner, he'll say, do you want... A, he knows that I might want a bite of something sweet, but that doesn't mean I want a dessert. So right. you know, I'll have that. So I, I, I just try to watch sugar, you know, because sugar is not our friend for our bodies. And so I try to watch not it. At all. No, and that's one of the things that I teach to my clients, uh, the, how hazardous the refined sugar is. I mean, you can have sweet things, but you don't have to have sugar all the time. And the thing is that right now, sugar, uh, the food industry hides sugar everywhere, mm -hmm. everywhere. And mm -hmm. you have to be very conscious about that and make mm -hmm. the you know, this is what I want to do. We discussed that before. But since we're talking about recipes and low sugar, I yeah. have a recipe for you. Okay, can't wait to hear. For the audience. Uh, these are the lemon almond cookies and everybody's going to enjoy this one because it's very easy to make. It has basically no sugar and what I use for sugar or to sweeten uh, my, my cookies. Either I use raw honey and the people are going to be like upset about it because they don't, they don't have honey, but I'm okay with honey as long as it is raw honey. Raw honey. Mm -hmm. yeah, or raw of honey. course you can use stevia or erythritol. Mm -hmm. I can hardly mention that word, but the, the, the recipe goes as follow and, and audience friends, don't worry about it. I will place the link for this recipe uh, on the description box, but um, I will talk about it quickly here because of the time, but with two cups of almond flour and I buy 
organic almond flour. Uh, then you have uh, half a teaspoon of turmeric because I like that. It is an anti-inflammatory in for joints. Mm -hmm. Have a teaspoon of baking soda, two teaspoons of lemon zest, and a pinch of salt. And these are my dry ingredients. I mix them together and I place them on, the, uh, on a bowl or in a bowl. And then I'm going to add the, um, the wet ingredients. And what I do, I put uh, grass-fed butter. Oh, my gosh. Six tablespoons of grass-fed butter. And why grass-fed butter? Because, you know, it's better. It's tastier to begin with. And of course, you don't get the hormones and the additives and the antibiotics. You don't get that extra stuff that you don't want and that you don't need. And then one uh, egg, uh, room temperature, two teaspoons of vanilla, and one tablespoon of raw honey. Again, for the keto people, because I do keto, by the way. But for the keto people, put stevia if you want. I don't like stevia. And you mix it, of course. You make uh, the dough and then with a... Um, ice cream scoop what i do to have the same amount uh, for mm -hmm. cooking, i just scoop out like a little ball and then i place it on a baking sheet that is already lined with parchment paper i put mm -hmm. my little balls there and then with the, my thumb i just press a little bit gently sure. in a uh, preheated uh, oven at 325 you place them there for like 12 to 15 minutes and voila you have these lemon almond cookies that are keto friendly that they are gluten free that they are low glycemic i cannot say sugar free but they are low glycemic yeah, sure yes and they're amazing it's a great snack and i have them with my coffee i have like two with my coffee and sometimes it's, it's even my breakfast or even my lunch depending on you know um my goals at that moment but mm -hmm. i love them and again for my friends for my audience i'm going to place the link in the description box so you can get your recipe that is fabulous i'm going to have brush <laughs> oh i love it i love it so um I, I know you guys are going to enjoy this recipe especially if you're trying to cut down on sugars uh but if you want and if you, you don't want to sacrifice the flavor so there it is low glycemic no uh very low carb keto friendly and the special gift that I have for you, because I know that you like recipes and I have, I have done something special. I have created a one week metabolic booster mm. meal plan and it's absolutely free for you. Just go to my website, www.chefminerva.com and register to get your Basically, your ebook absolutely free is a one-week meal plan, and the recipes are so delicious. I'm telling you, it's been approved by my husband and my kids. So if they have family, if they are family approved, you better believe that they're good. And the I can't wait to go get it. That's awesome. And the best thing is that they're very easy to make, and most of them are less than 30 minutes. I think that all of them are less than 30 minutes because I don't like. I mean, I tell my friends, you know, I'm a chef, but I don't like to. Spend my day in the kitchen. <laughs> I like to enjoy the rest of the day doing other things that I love, like going to the gym and going to dance class, and of course, going out and hang out with my hubby. <laughs> yeah, gotta have that date night. So that is a special gift for my audience. Just go to my website and get your free one week uh, metabolic booster meal plan, absolutely free for you. So Beth, what's next in your life? Wow. Well, right now, you know, since we've been down here in Florida, uh, one of our focuses was to spend as much time with our grandchildren 
as possible. They were born in Jakarta, Indonesia. So when they came back to the States and they settled in Miami, I told my husband, I said, we've got to get down there. So that's what brought us down here. So we really want to make sure that we're bleeding into their lives, you know, in a, not the same way as we did our children, but we want to be a very, very important part of their lives. So that's part of our uh, main focuses. And then of course my work, you know, I, I love my work. Um, I, I love it because it, I, I'm making a difference in people's lives, you know? So uh, I have some pretty big goals with my business that I'm still wanting to achieve and, and help others reach their goals. And um, then this tennis thing, boy, that bug has bitten me. And so going to continue to work on that. And uh, then we'll be doing some traveling. So yeah, so we've just got uh, lots of great things on our, on our radar screen. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Beth, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You are for so welcome. Thank you for, for your ideas, for your strategies. I know that my audience is loving every minute of this. And friends, if you like this episode, subscribe and share this link with your friends because I know that they're going to love it too. And on top of that, if, if, you, if you really like, really, really, really like it, <laughs> Then you know that I'm working very hard bringing exciting guests just like Beth and bringing uh, amazing um, tools, creative tools for you to add value to your life. So if you can take a minute and write me a review on iTunes, it would be like the awesomest thing for me. It would mean the world to me. So if you do that, thank you so much. I highly appreciate it. And Beth, thanks again. Oh my gosh. God bless you. Stay beautiful. Stay just pretty and strong and helping other people because you have helped me and you keep helping others. You are edifying many lives and wow, you're just a true blessing. Well, you are too, sister. (laughs) And friends, to contact Beth, just check out her website. It's, it's beautiful to begin with. And the name is just amazing. How creative is this? www.lifeonyourownterms.net. I love it. Again, it's www.lifeonyourownterms.net. And I'm going to add this link together with her LinkedIn account and uh, Facebook and her Gmail address on the description box so you can find it there super easy and you can find her as well super easy so friends remember life is an adventure explore it live it love it this is your host chef minerva until next episode god bless bye